again and welcome back to another episode of The Watch of with me, Jean-Luc Welch. Make some noise, clap it up, get excited, wherever you are. My goodness, we got a jam-packed show for you, and I'm so happy to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Uh, we're going to have a blast. Five more sleeps. Five more sleeps till Christmas. Get ready. The one day of the year where breaking and entering is no longer a law for one man in all the world. Mr. Claus, Santa Claus, whatever you want to call him. The man that breaks, that breaks into a thousand homes, a million homes, a billion homes, and never gets caught, never gets arrested, all because he's quote unquote leaving gifts, whatever that means. <laughs> what? Whatever that means for people. Because I know one thing, if somebody breaks into my home at 2 o'clock in the morning, we're going to have a problem. Talking about some I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus around here. We call that an affair. I don't know when that became okay. <laughs> I don't know when that became okay for one man. <laughs> Oh boy! See, don't you just love the Christmas spirit? Don't you just love all the joy, all the festivities, all the lights outside, the snow falling on the ground? If you get snow, if you're un if you if you if you're um unlucky like me, no, I don't believe in luck. If you're unfortunate like me, you get nothing but cold air, but no snow on the ground, no days off for nothing. Uh, it's a shame. I can't call out because the ice, because the roads are frozen over on ice because ain't nothing coming down from the sky except for maybe some mist, a drizzle. Or, I don't know, coffee falling from a, a, a one of the star story buildings in, in the area all because somebody was a klutz and just having to be clumsy. I can't, I can't, I can't get no workers comp for that. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I need full-blown blizzards snow five feet of snow i need snow as tall as me that's what i need, I need snow as tall as me i want to walk outside and then just like that spongebob episode when he walked into a a literal wall of bubbles and it left an impression that's what i want to do when i walk outside for, on, on on christmas day and beyond i won't have to leave my house until february that's what i'm looking for so i can have an excuse to stay inside <laughs> Say, I'm sorry. I'm just having a whole bunch of fun. We're, again, the holiday spirit is here. We got a whole bunch to cover, and we're going to do it all for you, the viewer. So let's jump right back into it. Uh, forget the holiday spirit. It's sports talk. That's what it is. So let's get it popping right here, right now. What's the first topic of the day? Tom Brady and his struggles with the, with the Bucks this season. Good grief. This has been a complete 180 for what I expected of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, and especially out of Tom Brady. Tampa Bay Bucs right now are having a season that many people coming into the season, we thought this was going to be a team that was set to really make a mark and potentially have another run at a title. Of course, you know, Tom Brady retired, you know, said, oh, I'm, I'm done, and then boom, oh, wait, I'm back. I need the game. I love the game. Cool. Then they keep the they keep the vast majority of their team, keep their coach, I believe. Yeah, keep the coach, keep the vast majority of their team. Go pick up Julio Jones, further bolstering what was considered one of the better offenses in the entire league with Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Leonard Fournette, who had a good, great season last year. 
it seemed like everything was falling into place for this team to have major success this year. My goodness, was I wrong? Well, were we wrong? When I talk, when it comes to, when it comes to, <laughs> in the words of Hort, when it comes to the outcome of what was expected of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the lie detector test determined that was a lie. That was a bold-faced lie. Well, that was an outright lie. This team has been horrible, terrible, utterly abyss. It's almost shocking to see from this Buccaneers squad, who, again, on paper, looks like they have everything that you need for a team and offense and to succeed, to, be able to, to make a big run, especially in the NFC South this year. But my goodness, they're horrible. Leading the, 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 mind you, as much as as much of a disappointment as this team has been, they can still win the division. As unfathomable as it might be, they can still win the division with a six and eight record right now, four and four at home. This they can still, with as bad as they've been playing, they can still win the division if they can tighten it up throughout the rest of the season. It which is which is any team. With this bad of a record, again, a confident conference, no. Excuse me, in a confident, in a competent division, no. That ain't happening. But even with that being the case and the sliver of hope that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have, it's that hope keeps waning and waning quickly, especially with how they played against the Bengals last game. My goodness, over the weekend. Lost 34-23. to Tom Brady, two interceptions. Two fumbles. I mean, just, just, it was horrible. It was terrible. And that's where this whole conversation comes into play. Really, what I really wanted to get into. What is going on with Tom Brady? That's the main question. What the world is going on with Tom Brady? Why is it that all of a sudden we're seeing a quarterback who had, who on this team has won a Super Bowl? And that team got better on paper and had even bigger Super Bowl aspirations while he was still, while he's been in Tampa Bay. And all of a sudden it goes from Super Bowl favorites to, well, excuse me, in some people's eyes, Super Bowl favorites to many people, rightfully so, Super Bowl contenders at minimum. But my goodness, now this is it's just the, the drop off is absolutely insane. And who's to blame? And I would have to say the blame falls on Tom Brady. It really does. And not just for this one game. For the entire season. It's 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 been the greatest QB that we've known and seen in terms of accolades and in terms of like like acclaim in the league. As it's I I think it is safe to say that Father Time has finally caught up with Tom Brady. Now I'm hesitant to say that, but rather I've been hesitant to say that when it comes to sports, because everybody keeps saying, oh, look at, you know, oh, he's old, this, that, and the third, oh, he's gonna fall off, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. 
all that noise, the amount of athletes that I've seen in my lifetime, and I ain't been living long, but the amount of athletes I've been seeing in my lifetime that have had the whole age argument used against them and constantly usurps that moniker and rips away from that stigma and still be successful made me never want to use the argument of, oh, Father Time is going to get him eventually. Oh, the age is going to catch up to him eventually. Never wanted to make me use that argument ever again. Never. 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 And if you listen to me when I was up uh, back in college, when I, when I was doing a radio show for Avon University, where I graduated from, with masters, <laughs> you heard me say, I never want to use the age argument for why a player is playing bad because of the fact that we've seen so many times, like I just said, people jump over that argument. Bernard Hopkins won a championship in his early, late 40s. George Foreman won a championship at 45, 43, 45. Manny Pacquiao, world champion. And, and, and was defending his belt up until your Donis Ugas beat him. We've seen this so... Tom Brady. LeBron James. I can go on and on and on and on and on about athletes who have consistently usurped and not let Father Time catch up with them in order for them to fail. I'm done with it. I'm done with that. Using that. And how many years did we keep saying, not me, but how many years did everybody else in media, fans, haters, whatever you want to say, in terms of who was covering Tom Brady, how many times did you hear them say, well, he's he's he's, he's 40, uh, he's 38, uh, he's 42, or whatever, whatever, however old he is? All the drop offs are going to happen. Drop offs going to happen. The, the floor is going to fall out from under him finally. I never say. That it's time, or excuse me, I never say that father time is caught up with the player until it actually catches up with them. Until then, as long as you produce, I don't care if you're 55. I don't care if you're 65. Well, excuse me, hold off. At, at that point, I do care. Because, okay, now, hey, 55 and up, okay, now you, may, you it, one bad hit may take you out. Even with as great of a player that you that you have been at that delayed age. At that point, I'm saying, okay, hey, for health reasons, even though you're playing great, you know, maybe time to hang it up. But at Brady's age, and for the four to seven years that we kept saying the bottoms are gonna fall out from under him, I never said it. Never said it. Never said it. Never said it for him. Never said it for LeBron. Never said it for anybody because I refuse to have that thrown back in my face because too many times we've seen it be proved wrong that players who are old don't can't produce when I, but when you do not produce then I hold it against you now in some veins yes it can be a situation where hey you just had a bad year that could be the case with Russell Wilson. That we're like we're seeing this year, could be. I'm not saying that it. I'm. I'm, I'm not. Not a guarantee. Again, 
this is the one season where we're seeing Russell Wilson have an abysmal, absolutely horrible season. But up until this point, his brother, the reason why, when he went to the Broncos, he was seen as a game changer. So I'm not going to say his age with Russell Wilson yet. It's like I wasn't going to say he was age with Tom Brady for the last seven years. But now, see, now it's a different story. Now, now it's a different story. Now with Tom Brady. And now I'm starting to think. Age may actually be becoming effective. Why would you say something like that, John? Look at everything you just said. Because it's not about the physical attributes that I'm seeing from Tom that would make me think he needs to retire. Again, throw the yards per throw is on par with Baker Mayfield. And any stat on par with Baker Mayfield is absolutely abysmal. But that can be attributed to, to, to the physical. And we've seen Tom Brady be a dick and duck quarterback for how many years? And win how many Super Bowls? So I'm not worried about that. But it's the mental aspect that I'm thinking, okay, this is a sign that age is now becoming apparent for Tom Brady. This is where Father Tom may have actually caught up with this man. For as much success as he's had, this might be legitimately the last year. This could be legitimately the last year. This could be it. That this might be time for him to walk away. And it's because of the mental aspect of Tom Brady. It's not where I have normally seen Tom Brady be at. And say what you want about the Bucks in their abysmal season. Offense hasn't been clicking like it's supposed to. They ain't got no running game. Defense has been absolutely just a window for people. Just walk through from time to time. It has been all around the team has failed. All around. Absolutely. Absolutely. But at some point in time, we also have to understand that Brady's been with teams with not nearly as much talent and has been successful yes he had Belichick but now we're starting to with recent events recent Super Bowl wins recent playoff runs and the current success of the Patriots now we're starting to think that hey maybe Brady had a bigger impact on winning than we as crazy as it sounds gave him credit for under Bill Belichick and because of that, I can sit here and definitively say, yeah, we've seen Tom Brady do more with less. But now he's got more, and he's still not producing. He's shockingly not producing. It is, Tom Brady's bad should still be better than 70% of the league. Right now, that's not the case. Overthrowing receivers, missing reads, making lapses in judgment and decision. It's, and that's something I thought I would never say about Tom Brady. One of the most hardened athletes mentally that we've seen in recent years. The obsession with the game, the, the, the passion for it, the willingness to study, dissect, and do anything possible to gain an advantage over his opponent. That, that type of mental fortitude is something few 
people have in the athletic world at that obsessive of a level and at that high of a level. And because of that, that is what kept Tom Brady so successful. Yes, his innate talent, but at the same time, his ability to constantly outthink defenses and constantly on a mental level do the right thing. Now that's not there anymore. Now, I'm not seeing that same spark. I'm not seeing that same, the, the, the speed at which the wheels are turning in his mind on the field after the snap. Art, art, it's, 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 not, it's not, it's rapid fire. It's not, it's not there like it used to be. Couple that with, this, again, never been a physical athlete. But even then, now moving slower, I don't know how much slower you can move because the brother wasn't a runner in the first place. But the, the all of that, and on top of that, coupled with seemingly leadership issues and not being able to ride the ship. Now, that is a very poignant statement. That's a very volatile statement. Tom Brady and leadership go hand in hand. Absolutely. You never say anything about Tom Brady's leadership. We know what he is as a player, as a leader, as an all-time great. Never a question. However, one of the biggest reasons why he was always able to do more with less is because the brother consistently was able to galvanize troops. And right now, we're not seeing it. We're not seeing it. We're not seeing that same level of the sparkle and the kind of belief in their abilities on the offensive end and on in the team as a whole in themselves with them going looking to Tom Brady as their saving grace, as their inspiration. Because that's what Tom Brady is. That's what Tom Brady does on teams. A number of years, all throughout his career, the man has been the guy that people look to to say, do you think we can do it? Then we can do it. If you say we can do something, we'll run through a wall. We'll take on the entire stadium if Tom Brady thinks we can do it. That's what Tom Brady's, that's one of his biggest X factors as a player. We look to him as the inspiration and the, uh, and, and the, and the, the, the Gatorade, quote unquote, to fuel us mentally. And, and 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 on the on the football field spiritually. That's what many that's what many players, athletes have said about this man. You want to follow him. You want to get behind him. You want to believe in him. And he makes you believe in yourself. Because not only does does he demand perfection from himself, but he also demands perfection from you and is willing to work with you to get there as well as do anything possible to bring the best out of you. Even with how hard of a critic he is on himself and the team as a whole. That's what Tom Brady is. And despite anything anybody else wants to say about when the bottom was going to fall out for the past four to seven years, I never wavered because that one aspect was there and it was so poignant, so much of a 
of a difference maker. That's the, oh no, he, I'll never count him out. Never count him out. Never, until the until the wheels fall off in his legitimate ability to play. I will never count him out. Never. Uh, uh, until he plays like Father Time is caught up to him, I would never say that age is effective. Now was the time that I can finally say age is effective. Because that biggest X factor that we've seen from Tom Brady, that the, 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 the internal fortitude to not only fortify himself, but the entire rest of the team. To push them to get better and better. Push them to a stratosphere that without him they wouldn't be able to be at. His effect was so big that even the defense would would would, would get some of the runoff. Not some of, excuse me. Even the defense would get enveloped in that level of confidence and passion and succeed. But now... It's not there. We're seeing it. We're seeing it in the team. We're seeing it in the way that they play. We're seeing it in Tom Brady. And yes, the blame is on the rest of the team for not producing. Absolutely. the team, Like I said before, the team as a whole is bad. The team as a whole is horrible. The team as a whole has not been the championship contending team that they are built to be. Absolutely. No doubt about it. No question. But the buck stops with Brady. Because we put the buck on many, not many, on every quarterback when the team has faltered. Even when they've been playing great. It's always the QB failed to get this team where he needed to go. The blame falls on the QB. That's, where it's, that's the way it's been for everybody. No matter what creed or color. From Joe Montana to Cam Newton to Lamar Jackson and to Tom Brady. Exact same thing. The buck stops with him on this team. It's the truth. The failure is 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 is, is gonna it is normally and should be attributed in most situations to the play of the QB. Not all. Not all. Again, when I said that it's attributed to the QB, I didn't say there were times when it was unjustified. I didn't say there weren't many times when the, when a, the QB was playing great, but the rest of the team just sucked and was just horrible. Many times it's happened. But the blame still went on the quarterback. This situation, the blame is going in a justified, now you can justify at this point. Tom Brady himself has not produced. And that's a reflection of the entire roster. Unless he's able to turn it around. Even if he wins the division. If he wins the division with a losing record. Again, that just shows the save of the NFC South. But if he gets to the playoffs. Unless he's able to have a miraculous run to somehow get one win away to a Super Bowl or even, lo and behold, get to the Super Bowl, as unlikely as that sounds for this team, it's time to hang it up. 
it's time to call it a career. Again, Manny Pacquiao, Bernard Hopkins, George Foreman, all these athletes and players were great. Michael Jordan were great. It stood the test of time. But when it was time to go, you saw it. When it was time to hang it up, it was blatant and apparent. Michael Jordan on the Wizards. Still, again, played as a for a star of his caliber, played absolutely abysmal. But run to the rest of the league, again, 22 points, not bad. Not bad. A good quality starter. A good player. A good player. But you can tell it was time for him. It was time for him to, to ride off. Bernard Hopkins got knocked out through the ropes in his last fight. It was time for him to go. Manny Pacquiao in his last fight with Ugas, when he was calling out Earl Spence Jr., saying he wanted he we wanted to fight him. Wanted to keep on going. Gets beat in a by a unanimous decision by Yordanis Ugas. Loses the championship and admits after the fight his legs were gone. All of that showed are, are those instances and more are all telltale signs that it's time to wrap it up. And it's 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 done. It's done. As much as you love the game, as much as you love the sport, it's it's time. If Tom Brady he's reached that point. Now it's blatant and apparent to see that his time in the sun is done. Peyton Manning in his last run with the Broncos. After he won the Super Bowl, sure enough, wasn't him that got there. We was one of the greatest defenses that beat my Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl. Another one of the top defenses at that point in time. Defensively phenomenal game. Hate that we lost. But after that game, it was clear and apparent. It was time for Peyton Man to wrap it up. It, it was time for him to go. He was getting carried. He, it was it was it was it was so objectively clear to see. And with Tom Brady, at right now, I think it's objectively clear to see. Or if not objectively, at least getting there. Season isn't over. Fine. Cool. But if this, if if change is not turned around with this play, if we don't see him missing, if we don't see him stop missing as he passes, get back to making the reads as quickly and or at least at least at, at half as quick and as and decisive as he used to be, get to a position where the, the rest of the team is able to look to him and get that extra boost. And their play, get inspired again, feel like, yeah, we got this. It's it's time to wrap it up. It's time to call it a career. And I don't want to say that because I want players not only get paid, but also be able to do what they love to do. I, I do. Strictly on the court, or excuse me, on the field of play or whatever, Hardware, or not hardware, whatever, hardwood, grass, 
pitch, whatever you play on and play in, I want you to be able to enjoy it as an athlete. Get the most out of it. For the player, I want that. But we can't deny that with Tom Brady at this point in time, it's bigger than just him as a player. I can want what I want for him to the cows come. It's bigger than that. That might be the reason for why we're seeing this effect on him. I don't like bringing up outside stuff. I like saying with just the immediate of a team, whatever's in the team, on the team, is what is concerned with what with, with what causes production on the field or on the court. But in this situation, it's, it's, it's a different story. It's a different story. You could be seeing that because of what's going on outside of the field of play. With his wife, with the divorce, all that going on in his personal life can be attributed, potentially, to why we're seeing him play the way that he's playing right now. But regardless of that, the point still stands. Taking that out of the equation, he's still playing bad, objectively. Objectively, he's playing bad. And right now, if this doesn't get fixed, if he doesn't turn it around, if he doesn't change, it is time for him to call it a career. Because it's done enough. He doesn't need to prove anything to anybody else but himself in terms of he just wants to win more. And hey, that's what you want to do? That's what you want to do. We'll be here tracking your progress all the way. Rooting for you. Hopefully you're successful. Absolutely. I wish no ill will. But at the same time, as an objective observer, unbiased, because of how I feel about anybody, what I see and what is produced is what I all I can gauge on. And what I see is that it's time to go. It's time to call it a career. It's time to retire. As much as I, I don't, I don't want to see it. Because we're seeing greatness. I would love to see a potentially an eighth championship. Shoot, you might get ten. Who knows? That's when people were speculating for a bunch of years after we just kept on winning, kept on winning, kept on winning. But it might get a ring for every finger. But right now, uh-uh, it's, 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 never want to see a person leave the field of play and it's sad to watch. You don't want to see that. You don't. Again, Pacquiao struggles in the Ugas fight, throwing 800 punches. A valiant effort as ever, but you just could tell he, he just didn't have it. Again, Bernard Hopkins, you could tell he just didn't have it. Kobe. Kobe Bryant. In his last season, in his last couple seasons, you could tell it was just, man, the passion's keeping him, but the body is just not willing. Or rather, not able. The body's willing. The body just ain't able. I don't even got to talk about the mind because the mind is Kobe. Kobe's Kobe. But you ain't got to say nothing about his mental fortitude. Nothing. You don't even, I, the whole phrase, the mind is willing, but the body is weak. You don't even got to bring out the mind when it comes to players like Kobe Bryant. 
Because this is a foregone conclusion, not even conclusion, a fact of the matter. The body just would not, could not hold up to what the mind wanted to do. Tom Brady, it's the opposite. The body was never in a great position. Never was. He was never a great athlete, like I said previously. But the mind is what has been able to keep him so great for this long. But now we're seeing lapses in the mind, in the easy things. When you see the easy things being messed up, now you see, okay, things aren't, it's not clicking like it, like it normally is. Now the sharpness is starting to wear. I'm not calling him a stupid quarterback. No, no, never, no. But you can see that the process that he normally does in the pocket, how he goes about playing football, in the pocket, as a as a passer, scanning the field, it's not the same. Again, when you're missing open receivers throughout the entire season, and when you are looking off scoring opportunities, or rather big yardage opportunities, and when you're consistently making Good but not great decisions. And in those, it goes from making, it goes from making, then it goes from making good to great decisions to now making good to bad decisions. Now I have to look at your, I have to say, you know, it's it's just not there. It's, it's just not there. So I hope if this season keeps going, like it's going. Tom Brady keeps playing like he's playing. That he retires. Because I don't want to see him getting carried off, carted off, or having his last game with his head down in a sad state all because he couldn't go out on a high note with the baggage of a bad season. I don't want that. So I hope he, or rather, we see the struggle, had his head down, and he says, oh, nope, I'm going to do it again. When we all can tell, hey, you proved us wrong so many times, but now you can't do it again. Now the sands run dry. Speculation's over. Now the fact of the matter is that it's not that we're asking if the age is going to finally bring a bad season. Now it's, you've had a bad season because the age is caught up to you. It's, it's time to go. You never want to see a bad athlete go out on a bad note. Or excuse me, you never want to see an athlete go out on a bad note. But what's worse is seeing an athlete continue having bad notes. It's the worst thing you can see. Because then it just becomes hard to watch. And for some, it's considered ruining their legacy. Tom Brady's legacy can never be ruined. But you don't want a bad taste at the end of a meal. When the rest of the meal was great. You don't want that. Go out, retire, regardless of the outcome of the season. Go off into the sunset as the greatest QB we've seen. That's what should happen. But it's, it's time for him to go. 
It's genuinely time for him to go. We want to see this. Actually, we want to hear. We want to hear this when he's walking off the field. We want to hear adulation, praise. We want to hear thank you. We don't want to hear get off. We don't want to hear that. We want to hear a constant barrage of the greatest. You've done so much. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for letting me watch you. Thank you for allowing me to be in the same space and time as to watch you play. That's what some people will say. But the majority is thank you for what you, what you brought to the game. That's what the majority of people want to say and are going to say. You don't want those claps to be dulled out to a degree. Because it'll never be silenced. We don't want them to be dulled out or muted to a degree by, you had a great career, but ooh, the last three or four years that you tried to keep on pushing, that was, uh, you should have, you should have stopped at this point instead of kept on going. You don't want to hear that. You don't, you don't want to hear that. This season is the best season for Tom Brady to retire. For a storybook ending, Per se, to close the chapter on somewhat on 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 the best note that he can at this point, this is the season to retire. If it keeps on playing and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse, uh, uh-uh. because I don't see how the Bucks season is salvageable this year. This year, I don't see how it's salvageable. Could be, I could be wrong, absolutely, but this year, I don't see how it's salvageable because of that. Don't keep trying to get a, the best ending possible and keep on trying to have another season after another season after another season. Don't be like The Undertaker in WWE, who just recently recently retired after 30 years. But the reason why he kept on wrestling was because of the fact that he kept on trying to find that perfect match to cap off his career. Like when he ended Shawn Michaels' career the first time on what's considered one of the greatest WrestleMania matches in history. At minimum, second greatest WrestleMania match outside of their first encounter at WrestleMania 25. He did that for Sean. He also wanted that for himself, and rightfully so, because he deserved it. But some people say that it hurt his legacy as a wrestler. And in the pantheon of American icons, and rather global icons, he's known around, he's known around the world. Because wrestling is a global thing. But to a degree, many people around the world don't look at the end of his career, or his career as a whole, like they want to, because they had to take into account the, the years of, I hate to say it, but mediocrity that was coming out of The Undertaker for his matches. Again, when he finally had the last one, boom, phenomenal with AJ Styles. Great. Boneyard match, phenomenal. But at the same time, even with that, it took him so long to get there. It's no longer just a over, it's not a point in his career where you can overlook. Just like with that, you don't want that with Tom Brady. Right now is the perfect time for him to call it a career. Call it a career. Do it. Regardless of the outcome of the season, do it. 
because now it's clear and present that the one thing that was keeping you from having success on a consistent basis is not there anymore. That X factor of not only the mental fortitude in terms of your ability to, to, to be passionate, which you still are, but the mental aspect of the game that you did so well for so long now is not helping you win. It's not galvanizing the rest of the troops like it used to. So it's time to call it liquor. In my humble opinion, it's time. I think he should, this should be the last season of Tom Brady. Absolutely. Absolutely. Switching gears from a player that should retire to a player that Right now, he's having one of the best seasons of his career. Steph Curry, who is now injured for two weeks and left his, excuse me, not left his team high and dry. No, 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 no. Forced to be away from the team to recover from an injury. Now, the Warriors as a whole have been, have been shockingly mediocre. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, shockingly mediocre. Some would say bad. And that's not a bad assumption to make. Because this team right now is on a path. Not only did they think they they didn't not only did they not think that they would be on, but is incredibly dangerous for them to be on at this stage in the season. Yes, Christmas time is coming up. Christmas Day games. Woohoo. Some of the greatest games normally throughout the season. Absolutely. But with that being said, they're in the West right now. We're in the most pivotal conferences and one of the most competitive conferences in all of the NBA. They're fourth in the West with a 15-16 and 16 record. Ooh, fourth in the West. Oh, that sounds great. They're doing just fine, John Luke. Yeah, wouldn't you say Julius Irvin? No, I wouldn't say that, John Luke. Why wouldn't you say that, Dr. J? You know why? Because they're in the Western Conference, and right below them, in terms of records, in all of the NBA, is the doggone Los Angeles Lakers, who are not far behind this team, in terms of record-wise. No. They are not far behind. Not far behind at all. The Lakers are 13 and 17. The Warriors, right now, like I said, are 15 and 16. Both teams under 500. But you are comparable to the Los Angeles Lakers and East. That is not okay. Especially not in this conference. Because you got to understand, right now, the Warriors lost three straight. Then one against the Pacers. Jordan Poole had a phenomenal performance. 43 points or 40-something points. Great. Cool. Jordan Poole being Jordan Poole. Ooh, the microwave. Ooh, a score. Ooh, got a bag. But he can do anything. He's a Steph Curry light in terms of his creativity. That's great. Steph is your best scorer and your best playmaker. Yes, he's your best playmaker because he's leading the team in assists. See what you want about Draymond Green. Draymond Green's production gone down. Clay Thompson's production, gone down. Kaminga, gone down. Moses Moody, gone down. Best of the roster, down, 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 down. And now you're sitting in a position where you're fourth with a record, with a under 500 record, comparable to the Los Angeles Lakers right now, 
who we've been saying are bad and working their way to being, again, at least mediocre, at minimum average. And y'all are sitting here and your best players out. It's dangerous because of the fact that how quickly you can get moved down the ladder within two weeks could potentially serve them horribly come later on down in the season when playoff time actually comes down the way. Christmas Day games are a stopping point, an evaluation point. They're one of the big major how checkpoints or check marks in the NBA season. Christmas Day games, All-Star weekend, and then about 20 games in, uh, with, when there's 20 games left in the season. Those are the three. First games, first couple games for the all, the games before Christmas Day. Okay, let's see who's right now the big dogs going into the season. Right now, who's considered to be a, at this point in time, you know, either we have a shot to be a big dog or we are a big dog right now in the league. All-star break comes around. Okay, who are who's really in contention to win a championship? Who's really in a content, in contention to win that division? They, now you weed out who's actually good and who's actually not. Everybody, you you get the 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 pulse of the league going in going into Christmas Day. Then all-star break comes around. Now you get the the meat and the potatoes of the league as to who's legitimate and who's not. 20 games into the season, now it's, okay, this is it. What's the roster looking like going into the playoffs? Now it's, of the teams that were considered legitimate contenders, who's most likely to win, who's least likely to win, and who's a team that can make some noise as an underdog. That's how the season normally is broken up. And right now, the Warriors haven't been great all season long. They haven't. And I've already gone through why with the whole Draymond Green punch, lack of defensive chemistry, lack of communication. Young players not playing to a high to the level that we thought they were going to progress to, especially with more minutes, like Moses Moody, like Kaminga, like James Wiseman, who was sent to the G League, and we thought he was going to be a difference maker as a big man. Now... With, with Steph Curry out, this team could fall from 4th to 10th in a division just like that. With how competitive this conference is. With how competitive the West is. They could drop down at the drop of it. By the end of the two weeks, we could look at this team dropping nearly every game. Potentially. It's how competitive the league is. It's how competitive the West is. We could see this team potentially at the drop of a hat go from fourth to, to, to eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh even. We could see them drop four spots and potentially be out of playoff contention in terms of that whole bracket of who's in the running, who's in the play-in, and who's in the playoffs? If it was to stop today, 
That's how quickly it could drop for the Warriors. Warriors this season are, it's, it's bad. This is why I keep saying it may be time to blow up this team. Because right now, all points are leading to, while Steph is playing great, Clay is slow to get to where he normally is as a shooter and ain't nearly what he used to be as a defender, as the two-way player that he was that made this team so lethal. Draymond Green getting older, getting ejected, but it's not firing up the roster like it used to. Now it's just, ah, uh, he's gone. What the world? It's no longer, oh, that's just Draymond Green. Now it's, oh, that's just Draymond Green, and now he's hurting the team. Wasn't producing much when he was, with what he was doing. Say what you want about his knowledge. Say what you want about his IQ. Say what you want about his feel for the game. All of that's there. Production-wise, the brother isn't doing anything to help this team win. Substantially. It's, it's the truth. His playmaking ability is not getting this team where it needs to go. It's Steph has been the driving force why this team is even relevant. With his MVP candidacy run that he's been having this year. One of the best offensive seasons that he's had in his career. He's the reason, he is the driving force. He always has been, but now he is the sole driving force. Draymond Green, who was, is still his heart and soul of the team. Off and on the floor, sure. But his individual production and what he normally does to make his team better as an offensive unit, it's not there. It's not, it's, it's not there. It's not having the same effect. It's not having the same impact. It's not having the same fervor, drive, and game-changing ability. It's not. Mr. Triple Single, normally those singles were incredibly impactful and motivational and game-changing. No longer the case, no more. Couple that with them get trading away. Gary Trent Jr. Not, 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 excuse me, not Gary Trent. Gary Payton Jr., my apologies. Dante DiVincenzo not playing well. Again, like I said, James Wiseman not playing at all. In the G League, Kaminga playing below his level. Moses Moody playing below his level. All those things. A bench that isn't great. A starting lineup that can't really get anything going on a consistent basis. Can't stop nobody. Can't defend. Can't score. Well, excuse me. They can score. But it's not at that same warrior's pace that we know them to be. Especially, but especially with Steph out. That's the key. With Steph out, this is what this team has been. A lot of the record right now is because of Steph. With him gone, mm -mm. no, 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 no. The defense, the potholes, lack of chemistry, all could somewhat be forgiven because of the fact that Steph Curry was on the floor doing magic. But now, there's nothing to cover up the big holes in this team. Nothing. And because of that, we're looking at a Warriors squad that can be looking to be out the playoffs by the time Steph Curry comes back. And now they got to go on an absolute league-wide tear, a Mongolian tear, a Genghis Khan tear through the league to potentially get back. If it gets as bad as if it gets as bad as I think it's going to get for this Warriors squad. 
they would have to go on a, if it gets as bad as I think it's going to get, by the time Steph comes back, and with as competitive as this Western Conference is, they're going to have to go on a Genghis Khan level tear through the entire league to be able to get back into the playoffs. Or to play in, potentially. With how close everything is in the Western Conference. One bet, a bad stretch of games can put you out. In this conference, a bad stretch of game can put you out. Three losses in this conference can put you out, can put you out to play it. Um, it's the, the the it's the dead truth. And this Warrior squad in the past, they could probably do that. This Warrior squad now, no, they can't. Warriors, you're looking at trouble. If you're a fan of this team, you're looking at trouble. If you're not a fan of this team, watch this team walk into trouble. Because Jordan Poole isn't going to be able to do what he's been doing on a consistent basis. He's an inconsistent player. He is. And a lot of stuff that he was doing that was great was maxed by the greatness of, or excuse me, a lot of stuff that he was doing that was a legitimate concern as a player was covered up by the greatness that was Steph Curry and what he did for that offense. Now, sure, Jordan Poole knows what to do and can fill in for the role of Steph Curry, but he's not Steph Curry. And on top of that, he can't do the same things to the same degree that Steph was able to do when he's in the lineup. He doesn't bolster that lineup like Steph did. He doesn't make a big as big of a difference as Steph does when he's on the floor. Especially for extended periods of time. You'll see Jordan Poole get big games, absolutely. Because Jordan Poole, is a, it, he's a good player. He's a scorer. That's what he is. That is his best role, a microwave of a player that can get hot and score a bunch of points. Defensively, kaput, horrible. Offensively, though, but it will get a bucket. It can be your number one option. Or number two, if, you guys, if, you, if we're running it through clay. Absolutely. But in the same vein, his defense is so bad. And his playmaking and difference making that he has on the floor is so far beneath Steph that just scoring isn't going to be enough. The way that he scores and the gravity that he has isn't going to be enough. It's not going to be enough because it's nowhere near as what Steph has and what Steph does and what Steph brings. And because of that, coupled with his incredibly bad defense, coupled with the whole defense of the Warriors as a team being so, again, laughable at times. This team can fall out of contention, and by the time Steph Curry comes back, by, by, by the, before the end of the second week, if it goes bad, bad, we can see this team out the playoffs and, and having to go on, a, again, a Genghis Khan double tear to get back in the play-in with how far ahead teams potentially can pull away from them. Couple that with less hope he doesn't get injured again or stuff doesn't happen to other players. Lord knows what would happen if Clay got hurt again, if Draymond got hurt, if Steph got hurt again, 
or if any of the few pizzas that have been producing, which ain't many, if something happens to them and, they're lo- and they leave for an extended period of time, was already as sketchy as this roster has been in terms of their production. This is it's it's bad, it's bad. And come the end of the season, couple that with again, we already know Draymond Green's gone, most likely the end of the season. We could see a lot more moves come the end of the season, or even come the trade deadline potentially. If the Warriors see that. Hey, this roster right now, this is what we, we can't have this for the next couple of years. If we want to still be competitive or if we want a future, we may have to do some things and trade away some people. We could very well see that. If the effects of this two-week, we'll call it a hiatus because of injury from Steph Curry, if they're as drastic as I think they're going to have on the team, or if they're as drastic as I think it's going to be for the team, in terms of the impact that it has on the Warriors, if they lose as much as I think that they're going to lose, oh, we could absolutely see this team look and have a cold red moment. We could have, This team could potentially... This could be... That could be exactly what this roster has coming down the pipe for them. In terms of, oh my gosh, what the world do we do? This is bad. We need a complete overhaul. Potentially. I'm not saying that that, that can. Of course, we could see Clay Thompson come and come back into form. We could see Draymond Green make a bigger impact on the defensive end. We can see defensively the entire squad gets back the chemistry and gets back the rotating like you're supposed to. Being a force, causing turnovers, and constantly being in the way. Which is how they won championships, not just because of the offensive ability, but because of their defensive prowess and pressure that he constantly had. But this team right now, they're not there. They're not there. They can't get there this season. And with Draymond Green's incident coupled with his lack of play, coupled with Clay's lack of play, coupled with now Steph being out with the entirety of the defense of the Warriors being so lackluster. Going into, again, a stretch where they ain't great on the road. Home, they have better success, but even still, not what you would expect from a, a team with so much legacy, so much recent legacy. This could be bad. Incredibly bad for the Warriors. Golden State could be on, on a again, a code red, a red alert. We could be looking at, at that team just shaking our heads. Uh-uh-uh. How far from grace you all have fallen. That's what we could be seeing from this Warriors squad. So be mindful of your Warriors, man. And be mindful of uh, watch this team. Because if they fall apart, dude, that we could. That could be what we hear, the sound of them dropping in the standings, like a rock in water. That's exactly what we could like a dead body in the ocean. We could, they could they could they could drop quicker. They could they could drop quicker than a man that owes the mob money. 
with them cement shoes, drop into the bottom. They could take a swim with the fishes. Swim with the fishes. A long sleep at the bottom of the ocean, at the end of a lake. <laughs> Off the bank of a river. <laughs> it could be bad. It could be incredibly bad. It could be incredibly bad for this team. Let's hope it doesn't get to that point. But my goodness, if it does, changes could happen sooner than we think. And this team could potentially have a have to have a again just a absolute tear, just blow through the entire league just to get back into the playoff. Not even playoffs. Just to get into the play-ins, potentially. That's all we could be seeing out of this Warriors squad. But oh, time will tell. They play the Knicks tonight. We'll see what exactly is going to happen with this team. Whether or not this bodes true, or whether they can stave off the 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 the, the big drop that potentially is ahead of them, whether they can hang on to the ledge and potentially even by some miracle pull themselves up even further in the standings, or could we see them slip and fall, slip and fall right into the sea? Good gosh, time will tell, and I can't wait for it. But this has been another episode of What's Your Point. I've been your host, John Luke Watch. Please remember, like the video, comment your thoughts and opinions on YouTube, and subscribe to the channel and share with everybody that you know. As well as be sure to follow on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, every major podcasting platform. We're on everything. Come on, let's build up this empire, baby. We got so much stuff going on, and we'll be right back here with more episodes to come. I'm Ben John LeCroach. You've been my beautiful people. Can't wait to see you all again. Can't wait to talk with you all again. Again, share the channel. Build this empire. Peace and love. We out of here.